Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of my pillow, here to tell you about my Giza Dream bed sheets. I made sure that they would be everything you'd ever want in a sheet set. I started with the world's finest cotton called Giza. It's only grown in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all meet. The long staple cotton makes my Giza Dream sheets ultra soft and durable. They come with extra wide pillowcases to fit over any pillow and extra deep pockets to fit over any mattress. Not only that, they come with my 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. And now you can get the best sheets ever for the best price ever. When you buy one of my Giza Dream bed sheet sets, you'll get another one absolutely free. I personally guarantee that they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the Radio Listener Specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All you got to do, Renegade Nation, is enter the promo code RENEGADE or call 1-800-889-6817 for these great specials. That's 1-800-889-6817. Use the promo code RENEGADE. Please be aware the stories, theories, reenactments, and language in this podcast are of an adult nature and can be considered disturbing, frightening, and in some cases even offensive. Listener discretion is therefore advised. Welcome, heathens. Welcome to the world of the weird and unexplained. I am your host, Nicole Delacroix, and together we will be investigating stories about the things that go bump in the night, frighteningly imagined creatures, supernatural beings, and even some unsolved mysteries, but I promise all sorts of weirdness. So, sit back, grab your favorite drink, and prepare to be transported to today's Dark Enigma. And on today's Dark Enigma, well, this one was a real philosophical suggestion. But I think it fits in so very well with what the show is supposed to be about, so I included it. The listener didn't know if it would be a fit, but I promise you all ideas are welcome here. So, with that said, we will still be playing our drinking game. And as you know, the drinking game is only for those of us that are at home and have nowhere else to go tonight. Don't be naughty. The choice of libation, as always, my darlings, is yours. So, choose your poison accordingly. Alright, now for the game part. How about every time I say, lifespan, that will be a single shot. And every time I say, Human, that will be a double shot. All right, I know you're scratching your heads. Now that we've got the business end out of the way, we can jump headfirst into today's dark enigma. So grab your very best sciency lab coat and your black rim spectacles so we can look all smarty pants for today's episode. And who wants to live forever anyway? And the limits to the human lifespan. I know, this one's going to be kind of a head-turner, so I hope you guys like it. I did. All right, mankind has long been fascinated with the pursuit of prolonging our life, although I'm going to point out right here, some of us, not so much, (laughs) unless I can spend most of that, you know, sleeping, because that's a pursuit. Anyways, 
The idea of living longer or even gaining immortality has featured in legends and has over the centuries been the obsession of countless mystics, philosophers, doctors, authors, and great thinkers. Indeed, the desire to evade death and escape our own imminent mortality has consumed us since time unremembered. Yet, as far as we have come along with our vast medical technology and advanced civilization, there lingers the question, are we even meant to be able to attain the expansive lifespans that we so long for? Do we even have the potential within us to cheat the inexorable approach of aging, deterioration, and death? Do we have some insurmountable built-in limit to our longevity, or is it essentially without borders? In recent years, this has become a hot topic of debate, with researchers clashing on the topic of what our body's capacity for longer lifespans is, and just how far we can realistically push beyond our own mortality. In order to look into the possibility of greatly prolonged lifespans, it's important to first consider what the known maximum lifespan of humans has been estimated to be. There have indeed been incredible milestones set for longevity in humans, with the oldest confirmed person to have ever lived being a French woman named Jean Clement from 1875 to 1997. She lived to an impressive age of 122. Just taking that in for a second. 122 years. Yeah, okay. Others joining the ranks of some of the oldest humans who have ever lived are Emma Morano of Italy from 1899 to 2017, who lived to the ripe old age of 117 years and 137 days. Susanna Mushat-Jones from 1899 to 2016, who lived to be 116 and is notable for having done so while maintaining an eyebrow-raising habit of eating bacon every day, as well as Ellen Dolly Gibb of North Bay, Canada, who has lived to be 112. Just going to say, if I can live to 116 and eat bacon every day, I might get behind that one. Anyways whiskey bacon. Oh my god. Okay, never mind. (laughs) While these cases are admittedly exceptionally rare, overall human lifespan has steadily increased over the years, and with such incredible records being made in human longevity, there has of course been scientific interest in just how long humans are actually physically capable of living. In the coming years, will we see people living even longer? up to 125 years or beyond? One recent widely publicized and hotly debated report was made in October 2016. This was an issue of the scientific journal Nature by a group of scientists led by Jan Vidzk, and I'm going to apologize because I'm mispronouncing the name, but he's a geneticist at Albert Einstein College of Medicine in New York and included colleagues Zhao Dong, Brandon Mulholland, who claimed that they had conclusively found that the upper impenetrable ceiling for human lifespan was 115 years, with the few cases of those living longer being merely an anomaly. 
In other words, they're saying most everybody could live to 115, but that's about it. And then you've got a few people that are, you know, extra human, I guess. I don't know. In order to come to this conclusion, Vidge and his team analyzed the international database on longevity, a vast store of data and figures on the aging trends of 41 different countries. In particular, the team looked at the data for the United States, the United Kingdom, France, and Japan. And they found that while the number of centenarians and new record breakers for age increased every year since the dawn of the 20th century, this trend oddly plateaued in the 1980s before grinding to a complete halt in the 1990s. It was expected that if there was no biological limit to the human lifespan, then there would be ever older people all the way up until the present, especially with ever improving medical care and better general nutrition. Yet from the 1990s on, the number of record breakers abruptly stops. Fidge surmised that this meant that there was a natural barrier in place to how long we are physically capable of living, roughly 115 years old, and that we have already reached it. Vich would say, and I quote, When Jean Calment died, I really thought that this was the beginning of something very dramatic. If anything, you would have expected more Jean Calments in recent years, but there aren't any. I can see that it's very depressing when you find out that we can never get older than 115 years on average. End quote. So, is that it? Are we doomed to face a cap of 115 years? Or is this a barrier which we can somehow punch through? This report and Vig's finding were widely publicized in the media and immediately sparked a firestorm of heated debate and controversy within the medical community, with several other teams of researchers stepping in to criticize, refute, and challenge this conclusion, as well as offer up their own contradictory findings. Some of this criticism was quite scathing, with statisticians being among the first to jump on the report, claiming that Vidge had used flawed data, fudged the numbers, made assumptions and one-sided conclusions, and cherry-picked and mishandled the data. One PhD student from the University of Groningen, a Nick Brown, pointed out one of these flaws as being the fact that the team had partitioned the data into two arbitrary time periods, before and after 1995, and that they then used data that seemed to match their perception that there was a leveling off. In a rebuttal that he co-wrote, Brown, re- Brown said of the conclusions of Vig's team, and I quote, Apparently, they thought that they had found a pattern. Then they develop a theory to explain the pattern. Then, presto, the data matches the theory. Well, of course, because the theory was generated from that data, duh. That's a pretty fundamental bug in the way of doing science, end quote. I kind of agree with him, you know. It's kind of like that whole, you know, I've got a, I've got a premonition, but my premonition is going to match what's already happened. I mean, it's pretty easy to make your premonition match when you know it's going to end up, right? I'm just saying. Other statisticians have claimed that there were other technical errors made by Vig's team in calculating their statistics, and have come to much different conclusions when analyzing similar but more robust data. One example is Siegfried Hikimi, a, biologi- a 
biologist, <laughs> I know I'm a little drunk, sorry, at McGill University, who reanalyzed the data used by Vidge without splitting it into the two time periods and found that it was rather consistent with the idea that there was more than one lifespan trajectory and that in some of, those, in some of these, there was little to no plateau, suggesting that human lifespan could very well keep on increasing into the foreseeable future. He said, and I quote, we just don't know what the age limit might be. And he even suggested that we may even be capable of reaching up to 150 years of age and more. Martin Rosning, a gerontologist, I had to look that one up, research at the University of Copenhagen in Denmark, has also reevaluated the data and found that there is no evidence that the human lifespan has a 115 year cap and has also claimed that Vidge made errors in his calculations. Based on his findings, Rosing has said that human aging is more malleable than previously thought, and that there is no real evidence as of some sort of biological clock that limits how old we can get. I'm going to pause here for a moment because I have a comment here. The truth of the matter is, is that if you can keep your body well-maintained, much like a car, it can last a really long time or it couldn't last a really long time. It really depends on how that body is built and how it's going to last. So saying that there's a cap on it, I don't think I agree with that. I think that if you look through history, they used to say that, oh, 25 years of age, that's as, as old as we're going to get. Then we moved into a new era. Oh, 40 is probably as old as you're ever going to get. You'll get a few people above 40, but that's it. Then all of a sudden, then the average lifespan is going up by 20 years. So I, I think that as we move forward and we have more data and more information, that this is all going to continue to move forward. And I think that, yes, our lifespans are going to get longer. I mean, not in our lifetime, obviously. <laughs> that was funny. Sorry. Okay, back to the story. I'm sorry. So Rosing has also said of Vig's work, and I quote, it's an extreme claim that they make that there is a limit to human lifespan. And I think an extreme claim deserves extreme scrutiny. And I think he's right. It has further been pointed out that Vig's team based many of their assumptions on decline in further longevity on the rather scant data of Kalman and just 11 others. Rudy Westendorp, a professor of healthy aging at the University of Copenhagen and former professor of geriatric medicine in Leiden, said of Vig's findings, and I quote, Vig is focusing only on the small group that achieves extreme longevity. It's like looking at Olympic medalist Sven Kramer and drawing conclusions about the development of Dutch speed skating. Studies that examine a much larger pool of people in advanced old age show that the life expectancy of people, even the very oldest, continues to increase. All the available data says that the oldest individuals still living just keep getting older and are in better condition as well. I honestly don't get it. Nature should never have published this report. End quote. And I think I kind of agree with him. I mean, not the Dutch speed skating because... I, I, they're Dutch. They're going to pick up their own stuff. But still, I, I think I think I'm on the same page as they are, is that you can't take one small sample and say that this is everybody's path because there are too many. There's too many components to it. There's no way to say that there's a cap. I think that as long as we keep ourselves healthy and we continue to move forward, 
Sure, why wouldn't our lifespans increase? They've been doing that all along. I mean, you know, people, when we first came on this earth, you know, and I'm just going to be funny because that's what you expect. Most people at the beginning of the dawn of time didn't last very long because guess what? Dinosaurs. I'm just saying, okay, you know, and they weren't eating very healthy and, you know, we didn't know very much. And you know what? If you lived to be 16, you were lucky. I mean, these are the things you got to look at. Things have gotten better. We know how to take care of ourselves. We know what we need to do. And yes, there are some people that live to be ridiculously old. And you know what? I don't think that there's one way of doing it. I, I happen to know that there's a lovely gentleman who lives quite near me and he's at 109 and the man has drank and smoke every day of his adult life and he eats bacon every morning for breakfast and he eats red meat for dinner every night now I can't do that mostly because my stomach would explode but that's how his body works and it works for him anyways back to the story Various other scientists have stepped in to refute Vig's findings as well. Other teams of scientists have also put forth their own findings into the debate, including one team of researchers from the Netherlands Interdisciplinary Demographic Institute, say that five times fast, who also published their work in Nature. In this case, the team focused on statistics of Japanese women, a demographic renowned for their extreme longevity, and using mathematical models came to the conclusion that the overall human lifespan was indeed increasing, even projecting that by 2070 we will have reached a new maximum lifespan of 125 years and beyond. This is not the end of the criticism by a long shot. One of the more vocal and scorching critics of this paper has been James Valpel, a demographer at the Max Planck Odense Center on the Biodemography of Aging in Denmark, who also happens to have co-founded the very database that Vidge and Associates used for their study. Volpel says that there is no clear or apparent set expiration date for human lifespans, and he doesn't mince words when he says of Vig's report, and I quote, It's the worst piece of research I've ever read in Nature magazine. I was outraged that Nature, a journal I highly respect, would publish such a travesty. The evidence points towards no looming limit. At present, the balance of the evidence suggests that if there is a limit, it is above 120, perhaps much above, and perhaps there's no limit at all, end quote. Harsh words indeed. For his part, Vig himself has stood by his data and findings even in the face of this blistering response and has suggested that such ire and criticism are the results of misreading his report and may also stem from his critics' unwillingness to face their own imminent mortality. For his part, he has generally been just as rabid in his responses, showing just how heated the debate has truly become, saying, and I quote, I guess the main message is that a lot of people have difficulty accepting that everything now points towards an end in the increase of maximum lifespan. They try to come up with intricate models to show that mortality is actually decreasing with very old age. It's worse than science fiction. We may be able to do that at some point, as I say, by the way, at the end of my paper. But if we are not able to do that because aging turns out to be still very mysterious or a process that we cannot really intervene with, then we are stuck with a real maximum lifespan that fluctuates around 115. Accept it. End quote. 
Regardless of who is right or wrong, we are still left with the question of just how long can we possibly expect to live. Is it 115 as Vig predicts? 125? Longer? Is there some internal biological programming that has decided our maximum natural limit? Or can this be extended somehow, possibly indefinitely? And if so, how and for how long? I don't know about you, but I'm thinking that we've got cyborgs on the way. I'm just saying. If there is indeed some biological ceiling to lifespan, then where does it truly lie? And can we find a way to beat it? These are the things that we will likely continue to shed light on with further study, and which are likely going to be hotly debated and discussed among scientists for some time to come. Parminder Reyna, scientific director of the McMaster Institute for Research on Aging, has said of this ongoing journey of discussion and discovery, and I quote, People are moving into age 100, but we have no idea where that will end. Will these people continue to live longer and longer, or is there a certain limit to life expectancy? I think it's open to scientific debate. End quote. For now, the answer to, these, to this issue or debate seems to ultimately be, we just don't know. And this is doubtlessly an area that will be pursued intensely in the coming years. Whether we indeed have some immovable biological time limit or not, whether we are doomed to face the fact that our time is set or have limitless potential to live for untold lengths of time, there will certainly be people who will keep trying to push beyond the barrier of age. People will keep on trying, refusing to bow down to our mortality, defying death, just as we have done for centuries and probably always will. I don't know about the rest of you guys, but... I'm kind of tired. I really hope I don't have to live to 125. I mean, it'd be great and all, but yeah, I'm just too tired for that. <laughs> Anyways, my darlings, we've come to the end of the episode, and I thank you for joining me here today, and I hope you'll take some time to reach out to me and share your thoughts on today's topic, and tell me what you think. You can always reach me and the show at darkenigmapodcast at gmail.com. And if you have a suggestion for a future show, you just want to tell me what you, what you think, you want to hotly debate this topic, drop me a line because I do reply to every single email. And on that note, my darlings, that is all the time I have for you this evening. I thank you for joining me here on Renegade Talk Radio. And you guessed it, don't forget to tune in next time. See you, my heathens. I love you. We don't sugarcoat shit. <laughs> this is Renegade Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio.